football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Man, oh man, we have reached the week, championship week, and we are culminating with Selection Sunday coming Sunday night. It is the only digital sports show devoted to underdogs, and we're focusing for the month of March on college hoops. I am your somewhat lucid host, TJ Reeves. This is the time of year that you need extra eyeballs, you need extra TV screens, you almost need wires like an IV out of the TV just into a vein to get it done. And I've enlisted some great help, as always, with us as he's been throughout the football and now the basketball season for VegasInsider.com. Here's senior handicapper and writer Kevin Rogers back in on Three Dog Thursday, ready to talk all the conference tournaments and the March to Madness. Brother, buckle up. Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I mean, this is always an exciting week. I think it's a very underrated week in college basketball. Obviously, Selection Sunday coming up and the NCAA tournament next week. But the conference tournaments are, are really a lot of fun because you have so much basketball packed into just a few days. Yeah, there's literally from Wednesday through Sunday no less than 75 and closer to 100 games that mean something, that mean a lot to the teams that are involved in automatic bids and at-large stuff. And uh, so we, we've got uh, much to get to. Now, let's put a capper on last week. You had a, you had a week to forget, unfortunately, uh, with some of your dogs. I tried to warn you off about my Memphis Tigers. I have no idea how they're going to do in the American Conference Tournament, but just pledge this to me. They're my alma mater. Do not take Memphis this week on the show. You're going to pledge that to me because the alma mater's not – they're not trustworthy right now, Kevin. You've got to stay away from them right now. Okay, deal? I do, but they did come back and made it close. I think they got it down to three or four, and then they let it get away, obviously. I, I understand. They came back, though, because they were fighting for Pastor. That's why they came back. Yeah, Pastor, the coach, is in trouble. We'll see what they do in, in, in their tournament. So I ended up hitting with Houston out of that same American Conference – Cal and then Virginia Tech, the outright upset. Uh, I smelled that one out last week, so I had a hot week last week on Three Dog Thursday. And what we're going to do for this week, because of the conference tournaments, Kevin, you and I are in agreement, we've talked about this, that, that really we want this to last through the weekend and not just on Thursday when upsets could be happening. And there's so many games that are be, be going on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's impossible to know the lines and the matchups. So we're going to focus on teams that we like. And uh, in these certain tournaments, teams that would kind of be upstart teams, I, I, I gave you the challenge of come up with three underdogs that are not either one or two seeds. Because would we not agree the, the one and the two are the favorite teams to be in the championship game if not to win the tournament, right? That's, that's not an underdog, right? Right, and even I, I take it to a, a, another step, even three seeds, you know, I don't think that's that big of an upset in some of these conferences to win it. So, uh, so yeah, so we looked at some four, five, six seeds that uh, actually I'm lying to you because I have a three seed that I'm <laughs> taking in one of mine. So, actually, I'm kind of fibbing there. But they're really not like a star team. So, that's the one thing I'll say, that it's not like a really star team. So, it's more of an underdog. Well, and that's the idea. I'm covering my tracks there. I understand that you are covering your tracks. And, and look, here's the, uh, here's the whole idea 
behind this. We believe that these teams that we're going to take will be alive for the weekend. Maybe they don't win the championship uh, in the conference tournament, but we believe that they will at least make the conference tournament championship game. And I've mapped out three of mine. You've mapped out three of yours. And again, the only qualifier that I gave you was don't take one of the top two teams. I mean, I looked long and hard at Oklahoma, for example, in the Big 12 tournament as a three seed behind Kansas and West Virginia, but I decided not to take uh, that one. So uh, out of all these conference tournaments and the Power Six conferences or wherever else, where do you want to begin with an upstart team? Let's talk. Go. I guess we'll go with the Big Ten to begin. Uh, The Iowa Hawkeyes, a team that started off hot. They beat Michigan State a few times during... Uh, Big Ten play, and they were really a team that uh, looked like uh, one that could win the Big Ten. Then they fell apart late, and he kind of said, all right, well, maybe the pressure is getting to them or whatever. But they had a nice win over Michigan to close out the regular season in Ann Arbor. And now they enter the Big Ten tournament as a five seed. And, uh, you know, I think now they're kind of flying under the radar a bit, that they draw Illinois in their first game after Illinois dispatched a, a terrible Minnesota team who had suspensions and they just uh, had a bad year. But they get a tired Illinois team, so that's already a, a good sign. And then, you know, they end up getting, I believe, they would get potentially Indiana in the that's next correct. round. That's correct. If, yeah, if they end up uh, winning uh, over Illinois, so they've Split with Indiana uh, this season, so at least you know they're, they've been pretty competitive with them. And the other loss in Bloomington was, was a close game, so I think that they got a shot. Even though they beat Michigan State twice, that's a team I don't want to see them facing because Michigan State has been on fire uh, of late. So I look at Iowa as a team that uh, can definitely make some noise in this Big Ten tournament. And uh, I think it's wide open. And as long as you avoid Michigan State as long as possible, I think the Hawkeyes got a good shot. Well, and Iowa, uh, for so much of the season, was leading the Big Ten before uh, Indiana and and Maryland both overtook them later on in the year, and Indiana eventually won the Big Ten championship. Would you not, while we talk about this tournament to be played in Indianapolis, would you not say this may be as compelling as any of the tournaments, maybe an argument for the Big 12 or the ACC, but I, you could make an argument for about six teams that could win this tournament, right, as you hone in on Iowa. I mean, there's another team that I'm not throwing in this mix, the Wisconsin Badgers, that they're another one that can be looked at. Obviously, I think people are forgetting about Maryland as another team in the Big Ten that could win it. You know, Indiana won the, won the conference title in the regular season, and we mentioned Michigan State. But you have a lot of teams that really, a top half, realistically. Like, I don't think Northwestern's going to make a run. I don't think Michigan's going to make a run. I don't think Ohio State's going to make a run. But you have five or six really good teams at the top. You're going to have, when you get to the semifinal Saturday, then the final Sunday, you're going to have a really good few matchups in those games. Okay, and so again, under this criteria on Three Dog Thursday, we're looking for teams that are not one of the top two seeds. So you're going to go with the five-seed Iowa in the Big Ten tournament. I'm going to stay with that tournament and give you another team to watch who's in Iowa's way. I believe the Purdue Boilermakers as the four seed might be that surprise team. Purdue playing well at the end of the season, uh, able to get a win the other night over Wisconsin. They end up finishing 12 and six in what was a good conference, 24 wins uh, on the year. And I, I like the draw. They, they uh, would potentially play Iowa 
uh, coming up in the draw here. So I'm, I'm interested in that matchup. Obviously, you would favor uh, Iowa to beat Indiana. I would have, uh, in this instance, Purdue uh, getting ready to play um, in that matchup against uh, Iowa in the quarterfinals. Uh, so l- let's just see how that matchup would play out. And then Indiana would be waiting in a semifinal matchup on Saturday. I just think A.J. Hammonds has been a good down low. Matt Painter is a veteran coach, uh, now a former Purdue player. And I think Purdue might be the team on the top half of that draw against uh, Iowa and Indiana. Bottom half of the draw would have Michigan State, would have Maryland, maybe have Wisconsin. I like Purdue to be in that championship game come Sunday. And it's always fascinating, Kevin, because the Big Ten is the last conference championship game before the selection show on CBS. So the last thing that we get to see is a Big Ten team cutting the nets down and celebrating before they find out where they're going in the NCAA tournament when their name pops up. I don't know that Purdue will win the title, but I think they can be in the championship game. So I'm going to disagree with your Iowa pick. I'm going to go with a different black and gold. And the engineers from from West Lafayette will be my Big Ten pick. Oh, and by the way, I, let me correct myself. But yes, Iowa would have to beat Purdue to face Indiana. But I'm just, well, I made the point earlier that they would be avoiding Michigan State. And uh, I believe they'd be avoiding Michigan State and Maryland for the most part. So that's, that's correct. where, yeah, so that's where Iowa, I think, gets the better draw at the top of the, um, at the top of that bracket. So that's that's why I like them as a sleeper. And Iowa, two head-to-head wins over Purdue this season. So that's a feather in your cap. And then again, the argument would be, uh, are you able to beat a team three times in one season? You always hear that discussion, too, if it comes to that matchup, uh, which would be a quarterfinal Friday matchup. And again, uh, we'll say this a couple more times. When you're listening to this show, you may already know results on Thursday. It is Three Dog Thursday, where one of our teams got eliminated. I understand that we're doing this prior to the action on Thursday. And Kevin and I believe these teams will be alive for the weekend. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But we're going against the two most favored teams in each conference tournament. All right, so that's one, the Big Ten. Give me another one on where you want to go. Where do you want to go next with an underdog in a conference tournament? Well, I'll give you one that uh, I said that, you know, three seeds, that they're uh, not underdogs, then they are an underdog. Uh, so I kind of had a backpedal there. was uh, in the Big East, the Seton Hall Pirates, that they faced Creighton in their first game on Thursday night, and they just have to win, obviously, with it being a 10-team league, win just three games to win the title, and Seton Hall was one of the best ATS against the spread teams in the country this season. Last year, they had a lot of problems with injuries and suspensions, and that's why they kind of fizzled out at the end, but uh, this year, Kevin Willard has done a really good job with that Pirate team. They competed very well with Villanova in the two matchups. They've lost twice to Villanova, but they were both close games, and they would avoid Villanova until the conference championship. So that's another thing that to consider there with the Wildcat or with the uh, Pirates rather that they would have to draw assuming a savior advances the two seed. They would get Xavier first before Villanova. So I think that that's a good spot to take Seton Hall in and you know the team that can score, play good defense and you know, they're a better team. I think that they're gonna put it together and then play close to home at Madison Square Garden. I think that'll work out well for them. Well, and again, Isaiah 
Uh, Whitehead leads them in scoring at 18 points a game, also five assists per game. They had the late season win over Xavier. They shocked Xavier after Xavier had beaten Villanova as the number one team in the country. So Seton Hall, again, involved in that Big East tournament. Uh, we'll see uh, for the Pirates. They're already slated to play Creighton in their first matchup on Thursday, and that is the late game. That is the final game at Madison Square Garden at 9.30 Eastern time. And then we'll see how it plays out for a Friday semifinal, as you mentioned, maybe Xavier in the semifinals, and then a shot at either Villanova, maybe an upstart Providence, somebody like that in the championship game. So you will go Seton Hall in the Big East tournament. And it's fascinating on this will be a big discussion for Selection Sunday. How many teams will come out of these different conferences uh, for the NCAA tournament? Do you look at the Big East right now as four guaranteed teams with Villanova, and uh, Xavier and Seton Hall and more than likely Providence being the fourth team. Maybe Butler slides in as that fourth team. Do you think the Big East definitely has four, or is it debatable if they're going to get four teams in, Kevin? I think the first three are are shoe-ins. Providence really didn't help themselves down the stretch. Butler is probably going to the NIT. I don't know if Butler's got a strong enough resume to get in. They didn't play too well to start Big East play. And Providence uh, played well against Butler this year, so that kind of head-to-head thing. If, that, if they look at that, Providence will get the edge there. And also, I think, you know, Chris Dunn, who was one of the top players coming into the season, still had a really good year. Uh, I think that they probably would like to showcase Providence if they had the choice between them and Butler. So I would say maybe four get in. I'd be a little bit surprised if Providence got left out. But I would say they get four. And one other note, TJ, that you've seen through the first few days of all these conference tournaments that there's only been one number one seed that's won. So these mm. bubble teams, that doesn't work out very well for them, that you know these bubble teams, they want these top teams to capture the automatic bid, so then they're already in, and they've already spoken for that bid. But when you have these teams that were number one seeds and they end up getting upset in their tournament, all of a sudden now you're a four or five or a six uh, place team in a major conference, they're probably going to the NIT now if the if the committee decides to put St. Mary's in or Wichita State in or Monmouth, if any of those teams that were thought to be uh, automatic bids potentially, but they lost their conference tournament, you know, maybe those teams will end up stealing bids from a Butler or some of these uh, middle-of-the-road uh, major conference teams. Voice of Kevin Rogers, he's with VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper and writer. I'm TJ Reeves. It's Three Dog Thursday, and we're talking conference tournaments in college basketball and underdogs. Not per se specific games, but teams rather. The challenge this week is don't go with a one or a two seed in one of these conference tournaments to be played out this weekend. Go with somebody three or below. Kevin's already given you Iowa in the Big Ten to get to the championship game. If not, when it's same thing, Seton Hall in the Big East. I like Purdue in the Big Ten. And I'm going to swing out real quick to the West before we take a timeout. And in the Pac-12 tournament which is going to be very competitive. It's in Las Vegas. It's competitive every year. Uh, It's surprising that Oregon is the one seed and Utah is the two seed as the two top teams, a conference that is known for the likes of UCLA, tradition-rich, Arizona, tradition-rich for the last 30 years, has an Oregon-Utah 1-2. And speaking of Arizona, I will take the Wildcats as the four seed I think they're rounding into form. They will be playing in the afternoon in Vegas on Thursday, approximately 2.30 Pacific time. 
So I, I'll take Arizona to not only knock off Oregon in a semifinal game. I think they may win this tournament. They, I don't know, they don't have a lot of quality wins away from the McHale Center right now, but they won a couple of big games at the end of the year. I think they're rounding into form with Gabe York, an outstanding shooter. Tarzuski in the middle has come alive for Arizona. I don't think Oregon has a very good low post presence. Utah has a much better one. But Arizona gets Oregon in the draw. If they win their quarterfinal game, they get the one seed Oregon in the semifinal Friday. I like Arizona for the title game, Kevin, if not to win it in the Pac-12. Real quick, give me a quick take on Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, it's going to be a really tough uh, draw at the top there that Oregon won at Arizona earlier this year, so the Wildcats have uh, some revenge there. And, yes, in Tucson, they're almost automatic, and on the road they were very shaky. Uh, Cal's a team I think to look out for that they played very well when they got healthy down the stretch. I mean, Utah started off very slow, but they had a couple bounces not go their way, and Utah could have been the number one seed in the Pac-12 tournament. So, really, I don't know. If uh, there's any major, if Arizona wins, if it's a major upset, or right. if Oregon wins, that's the chalk. I don't know if that, I just think that those four teams are all so good that uh, whoever wins it, you know, you throw them all in the hat, and I think any of them can win it. And more than likely, the big, uh, the, the Pac 12, rather, is going to end up getting six teams, seven teams maybe with an Oregon State uh, that's involved. Maybe a Stanford gets involved if they make a run, but. I like Arizona to end up in that championship game as an upset winner uh, over Oregon and may win the whole thing. And that Cal team took Arizona to the wire last week. I had them on Three Dog Thursday at Tucson. Going to be a fascinating Pac-12 tournament again, that one in Las Vegas. All right, let's pause. We will come back and talk some more underdogs. Uh, Kevin, stand by with uh, a couple of more on the slate for conference tournament play this weekend at Three Dog Thursday. We will continue. Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a brand new online communication service called Talk to Legends. The Talk to Legends mobile platform is available right now for free in the iOS Apple Store. And it puts you just a couple of clicks away from connecting by video to your sports heroes in a five-minute person-to-person conversation on your iPhone or iPad. Yes, it's as easy as registering and then picking a time to talk to your legend. There are hundreds of former athletes from all sports, including the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, college sports, the Olympics, MMA, and more. And they're ready to talk to you in a scheduled video conversation through Talk to Legends. Talk to Legends is coming soon to Android devices, too. But for now, go to the iOS Apple Store and download the app for free. Then check out the schedule and start communicating via video chat with your favorite legends. It's time for you to Talk to Legends. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Perry rebounds. KU's got it back from the corner. Graham got it. It's a three. My goodness. What will happen with those Kansas Jayhawks? They appear to be one of the prohibitive favorites to be in the Final Four in Houston, and they will get ready after a 12th consecutive regular season title, either outright or sharing the title in the Big 12. They will get ready to play in the Big 12 tournament. Coming up, welcome back in. I'm going to call back in 
Uh, Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper and writer, VegasInsider.com. Good to be back with you in this segment. And again, for the audience, we are not taking specific games because of the mayhem and the barrage of all of the conference tournament games. It's impossible to know all the lines and the matchups for this show beyond Thursday. So instead, I gave Kevin the challenge. He and I are going back and forth, come up with three teams in three separate uh, of the tournaments this week that are not a one seed or a two seed that will make a move into the conference tournament championship game, if not win it. So again, in segment one, Kevin went Iowa Big Ten, Seton Hall in the Big East. I went Purdue Big Ten, which would have to take out Iowa, so he and I are going head-to-head, and Arizona in the Pac-12. Real quick on that Big 12 tournament. Uh, It's, again, one of those where I don't think you'd be surprised if any one of about five teams could win that thing between Kansas and West Virginia and Oklahoma Texas, Baylor, Iowa State. That is, again, a fascinating tournament in Kansas City that I think multiple teams have a legitimate shot to win that one. They do, and I kind of feel like that's one where I talked about in the last segment. You know, some teams, they, you know, some number one seeds, if they lose, they're happy, they're okay, and they move on. I feel like with Bill Self and Kansas, especially having somewhat of a home court advantage playing at the Sprint Center, which is 45 minutes away from Lawrence, that they want to win another conference title. So I feel like Kansas is a team that I would be really surprised if they lost early. But when you look at you know the, these other teams like Oklahoma, who really wasn't great against the number late in the season, Iowa State gave them some problems, and they play in the first game. So I'll be curious to see if Iowa State can make some kind of run. Baylor's always a sneaky kind of team. I don't really have a lot of faith in Texas to make uh, a run over the next few days, but when you look at some of these teams in the top half, because obviously, you know, there's not a lot of faith in, you know, some of the, the bottom half teams to make a run. But when you look at Kansas, seeing what, you know, West Virginia uh, split with them this year, Oklahoma, who should have beat Kansas or could have beat Kansas twice, right? That if you had those two teams to play, that really, it, I, the best part about these conference tournaments, I think what we talked about all season is you don't have a team in the country that has one or two losses. The best teams have four and five losses. So you never know what can happen. That These conferences are very top-heavy, and even in the Big 12, you have about four or five teams that legitimately could make a run. And again, uh, Kansas uh, would have, theoretically, Texas on their half of the draw, West Virginia and Oklahoma, who... A split in games this year would be on the bottom half of the draw with the upsets happening. Who knows how it will work out? That's the Big 12. You and I don't like uh, specifically uh, any of the teams seated below three to make the move. So that leads me to my question to you. If you're not going there, what is your final team to join with Seton Hall in Iowa that is not a one or two seed that you're watching for this weekend to make a move into the conference tournament championship game, if not win the whole thing? What do you like, Kevin? the Southeastern Conference and the Vanderbilt Commodores, a team that started off, uh, you know, a little bit weak in SEC play. They had a couple tough losses on the road at Arkansas in overtime. They lost at home to LSU early, and they bounced back very nicely, and they got right back in the top half of the conference. And it's a big team, which is always something that's scary for some of these other teams in the conference. And Vandy, uh, I believe if they get through their first game, then they would draw LSU again, which would be, you know, you face Ben Simmons and, and uh, you know, an LSU team that for some people thought was a disappointment, but yet they still finished fourth in the SEC, so they could have been that much of a disappointment. But, you know, Vandy would eventually get Texas A&M, a team they lost to in the final game of the season. 
but I think that they have a good shot of beating Texas A&M if they face them again on a neutral court. And then towards the end, if they have to face Kentucky, who they've already beaten, that Vandy, I just believe that some of the teams that they have faced, that they've had some moderate success. I mean, I know they lost to LSU, but that was as a huge favorite early on in conference season. They had some injuries. I think now facing them on a neutral floor, and also these, these, these games are in Nashville, so it's not far from the Vanderbilt right. campus. So I think that they have a little bit of a home court advantage there, and I think that the Commodores have a very good chance to run the table this weekend because the SEC, another conference that is very wide open, you can make a uh, you can make an argument for four or five teams that can go to the championship. This is a this is a civil split personality league all over the place with all the upsets and what's happened. I mean, the guarantees are Kentucky and Texas A and M are making the tournament, and then you have the group, Kevin. I keep making the argument. Um, elsewhere and here on this show, a group of Vanderbilt, LSU, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama. Out of that group, there's at least one more spot and maybe two more spots. You could make an argument for any of them. You could make an argument that none of them get in the tournament, depending on the big tournament I'm talking about, the big dance, depending on what happens. And again, under your theory, Vandy would play LSU in a Friday quarterfinal to then potentially play Texas A&M in the Saturday semifinal, and you like Vandy to be able to get all the way through to Sunday where Kentucky or South Carolina could be looming. A couple of minutes left on Three Dog Thursday. We have not yet talked ACC tournament as we head towards Selection Sunday. Look, it's a given that North Carolina and Virginia and Miami and Duke, those teams are all going to be in. And so uh, we start to look at this tournament, and if I go for a team that is not one of the top two seeds, Duke was a winner on Wednesday afternoon against NC State. They come in as a five seed, and I like their draw, Kevin, against Notre Dame, a game they could have won at home, a high-scoring game earlier in the year. Duke has played much better as of late. Notre Dame not very good on defense. They've struggled some down the stretch. I not only like Duke, and again, if you're listening to this show after Thursday afternoon, you may know that I'm completely wrong and Notre Dame wiped them out and won the game. But I like Duke to win that game with Notre Dame on Thursday. And then I like them in the rematch with either North Carolina or Pitt in the semifinal on Friday afternoon. So I'm going to go Duke to be in the title game, if not to win the ACC championship as the five seed. Give me a 60-second take on the ACC and my Duke choice there as an underdog. Well, it's almost, in a sense, double revenge for Duke. Not only did they lose to Notre Dame this year at home, but also Notre Dame knocked them out last year in the ACC tournament as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, and Notre Dame beat North Carolina in the championship to claim the ACC tournament. I mean, when you think of big-time ACC historical teams, Notre Dame is number one on your list normally. Uh, but Notre Dame had some nice wins over you know those two traditional ACC powers uh, last year in North Carolina, of all places. And so that was pretty impressive. So obviously Duke's got a lot to play for there. And, you know, yeah, when you mentioned, you know, who else they could play, they, they've obviously had success against North Carolina winning on the road and then losing a close game at home to them. They have a little bit of revenge against Pittsburgh if they were to draw them in the next round. And then who knows, you know, if they face uh, either a Miami or, or Virginia. I mean, they beat Virginia at the buzzer. So, again, I, TJ, I feel like the common theme with all of these conferences is Anybody can win it. There really is no chalk that's going to just roll right through because a lot of these teams are very competitive, and I think that we will see some shocking results over the next few days in these power conferences. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch all of this. So, again, to put a recap on this Three Dog Thursday for conference tournament 
weekend. Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com, likes Iowa Big Ten Tournament to be in the championship game, if not win it. Seton Hall Big East Tournament to be in that final Saturday night at the Garden, if not win it. Again, we're going with non-number one or number two seeds. That was the challenge here. And Kevin also likes Vanderbilt in the SEC Tournament in Nashville. Boy, you get that one. I'm going to bow to you because I'm just I'm not a big believer in Vandy. You are believing in them. I'm not believing in Kevin Stallings' team right now. On my side, I go Purdue, which would have to beat Iowa on their way to the championship game and beat Indiana, theoretically. I'll go Purdue Big Ten. I'll go Arizona Pac-12. Again, I think they're coming around for that tournament in Vegas. And Duke in the ACC tournament in Washington, D.C. Did we do an adequate enough job of prepping and priming everybody for championship weekend? I mean, Kevin... This is going to be a lot of fun, and it leads to next weekend uh, where we get 32 games on Thursday and Friday in the NCAA tournament. Extra eyeballs, extra TV screens. This is a great warm-up week. What a, what a great month, and here we go with all the games. And I know you guys are writing all about uh, this, and, and the fans can get all the information, the insight, and the stats on VegasInsider.com. Tell them more real quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have our March Madness look ahead where we have the bracket breakdown starting Sunday night when all the matchups get announced. And you, you can check out every team's record, not only straight up for your pool, but also against the spread if you want to wager on the game, their totals, and uh, to see what these teams, uh, how they match up, as well as all the lines come out Sunday night. Well, they'll come out uh, just shortly after the matchups are set. So you can check it out and all the information leading up to the first four on Tuesday and then Thursday and Friday with the now it's called first round matchups again, which is the smart thing. So I always thought second round on Thursday <laughs> and Friday was kind of dumb, but now it's back to first round matchups Thursday and Friday going into next weekend, the round of 32 and, and so on and so forth. And you can check them all out at VegasInsider.com. We'll have everything updated uh, each day. And also you can follow us on the Twitterverse at TwitVI. Yeah, no doubt on that. Follow Kevin at VI Rogers on Twitter. And you can also follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. Brother man, it's here. March and March Madness and all the conference tournaments. We thank you so much. Good luck with your underdogs, Iowa Seton Hall and Vandy on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, Kevin Rogers. All right, TJ, thank you. And I will take Purdue, Duke, and Arizona to make those tournament runs. Enjoy all the conference tournaments. Selection Sunday, Sunday. We're back next week for the NCAA tournament on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.